The World Nomads Podcast Bonus Episode. Here amazing nomads sharing their knowledge, stories and experience of world travel. Yeah, it's not enough delivering you our fortnightly World Nomads Destination Podcast because while there are so many great destinations in the world, there are equally some amazing people doing amazing things within it. So each fortnight, we're going to bring you an extended interview with an amazing world nomad as bonus episodes. And we're kicking off with Australian Sarah Davis. Now, she's preparing to be the first woman to paddle the length of the Nile. Phil, I'd like you to meet Sarah Davis. Hello, Sarah. Thanks for coming in. It's fantastic to see you. Oh, thanks, Phil. It's great to be here. Especially when we know what you're about to undertake. Yes, Sarah is about to paddle the Nile. Where did you come up with such a harebrained scheme? Oh, look, it was it was something... I'd seen a couple of people who'd done some first, and I was at this point where I was, you know, really happy with life, and life was great, but it was just that still something missing and that fulfilment and that, that sort of need for more. Anyway, so I saw a couple of people who'd done first. One was Damien Ryder, who paddled a prone board from Coolangatta to Bondi. And was the first to do it, yeah. And then um, Helen Skelton, she's a kids or a TV presenter in the UK, and she kiked the Amazon. And um, neither of them were sort of, that wasn't their primary sports or anything like that. And it just gave me this sort of, you know, like, well, wow, how good would that be to do a first? Um, and because they were, you know, they weren't your classic sort of adventurers, and it was just like, well, maybe I could do something like this. So then I started researching as to what it could be. I really wanted it to be um, paddling based because that's my yeah my sport. And we can of- tell by your arms, <laughs> nicely defined. Yeah, I used to I used to say when I was going to the gym a few years ago, and they say, "What's your goal? I want arms like Lisa Curry Kenny." Thanks. Um, let's go back then to why these great arms. What, what do you? Uh, you're a kayaker. Or, yeah, yeah. So, but you've competed around the world. Yeah. So I started getting. I got into kayaking um, through the surf club. So I joined North Bondi Surf Club, and I've been a member there. And I started getting into the competing side. Um, started on the boards and then got onto the surf skis. And um, running used to be my sport, but sort of found out I've got arthritis in the hip. Then I blew my meniscus, and it was like, okay, I need something else. So that's when I really got into the to the kayaking and the surf skis and um, went from doing all the clubby sort of stuff to then doing more of the ocean races because they tend to be longer and I'm, a, I'm more of an endurance athlete and I like that. So Competitive girl too. Yeah. Like, sounds good. <laughs> I'm really competitive sometimes, <laughs> not smart always. Um, so, yeah, and I just, I love it. It's been doing it here in, in Sydney, you know, out on the ocean, in the harbour. It's just the most spectacular place to go and train so it doesn't make it too difficult. And none of the obstacles that you would expect in the Nile, Phil. Fair enough. Can I just say for our uh, people listening, not in Australia, what a club he is. We have oh. surf lifesaving clubs here. So these are volunteer surf lifesavers. Many would, many of you would have seen the TV program Bondi Rescue. The guys in the blue things, they're the professionals. The blokes in the, and the women as well, in the yellow and red, they're the volunteer surf lifesavers because they're in a surf lifesaving club. They're known as clubbies. Yeah. There it's, you go. It is very it's Australian, part of Australian culture, isn't it? It is. To, to I'm a clubby at Maroubra. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Get that in. Get that in. Yep. Um, so you've got – so you've, you're a competitive kayaker um, about to paddle the Nile and the first woman to do so. Yes. Yep. But you'll be with a team. 
Yeah, look, there'd be people with me all the way. I'll be the only one doing it, doing it from start to, to finish. And, and the teams will mix partly dependent on the kind of waters that we're going through. So you've got some big rapids, uh, through Rwanda and Tanzania and then also in Uganda. So we'll be rafting through those. So you've got a team of people in your raft. Um, then once you get through there, well, you've got Lake Victoria in between. Um, which will be kayaking and then through South Sudan, Sudan and Egypt, it's then kayaking all the way there. And there I'll have, it will be either, you know, guides with me, security or, or local paddlers as well. So when I went to Sudan and Egypt last year, I got to meet some of the kayakers there and went out. They took me out paddling. They were amazing. And, um, and quite a few of them are keen to be part of it, which I really want to have local people involved with it all the way. You know, it's very much a shared, a shared experience. Well, yeah. Well, for start south sudan i think there's probably still a travel warning out on that how have you managed to get around that look this that's still in looking at the logistics around that one because yeah it's going through significant conflict so getting intelligence reports speaking to people who do security on the ground um as to whether it will be safe enough to go through that or how far through like we might be able to get to juba or a little bit north of juba and then say you know i know the north is is particularly problematic that we might have to miss a section because this isn't a doing it at, at all costs you know there's the safety not just my safety but you know if people are coming along with me i'm going to think about them them as well so you know and things can change there so quickly so it's going to be a constant monitoring um if south sudan is a complete no-go you know things change then once you sort of get to the border then as well i'll probably do is go over to ethiopia and then pick up the blue nile and do that from then on so fair enough i I thought you were going to say you're going to get on a rowing machine in the back of a car while it's not a bad, bad idea, idea. though. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it's the yours. You can have that one. Yeah. You can have that one. So, what kind of preparation well. do you undertake to do something? Is just we obviously know, but for people listening, the how many kilometres? Six thousand eight hundred and fifty-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the prep, the prep actually surprising that a lot of the prep is is off the water. I mean, I've got a good base with my paddling, and and that is enough. You know, I will build up gradually on the expedition to to doing the sort of the 40 to 50 k's a day which is what i'm expecting there's no point in training for that for months beforehand because the risk of overuse injuries and just being over it it's just yeah it's not going to add the value so physical preparation is probably more around the gym and, and making sure building up the muscle which will no doubt catabolize during the during the trip and then it's all the other skills so i've done remote first days so i had two days of remote first aid training um, three days of swift water rescue technician. Um, my Easter was spent on a four-day wilderness survival course. Um, Krav Maga self-defense training. Yeah, there's, it's been a lot of, of that sort of probably more where I'm really focusing my, my preparation. So what have you learned from those? What's the most amazing thing you've picked up from those courses? Oh God, like the wilderness course? The wilderness course. Um, one was just, you know, the concept of just being out in, in the bush, lighting fires, little things that you can take to, to light fires if it's where you haven't got matches. You know, if you are in a survival mode, you know, taking some cotton wool and some Vaseline and bang, you know, you can, with your 
your flint, you can start a fire. Um, so there was a lot of that, um, the signalling, navigation. I haven't done any any navigation since I did my Duke of Edinburgh award at school. So it was only like the compass. I, like, I remember this. I don't remember how to <laughs> use it. So did that. They taught um, they taught fishing. And the guys were great. So it was the, um, the Australian survival instructors up at Glenworth Valley. And they'd actually done some research to see what are the, the main fish on the Nile and then were sort of teaching me like how to go about you know the best laws and baits and and ways to fish like i had i had no idea so that was really really valuable uh so there was a lot a lot from from that and just you know getting used to just being sleeping out on a sleeping mat and sleeping yeah. bag and a mozzie net and yeah how are you going to eat Look, there'll be some food taken taken with us, you know, lots of rice and, and pasta, then sourced on, on the way. You know, we'll be going through the passing past villages and things like that. So as much as possible, like um, sourcing it, sourcing it locally and then taking some, some with me. Certainly through South Sudan, we'll probably be taking more of the freeze-dried expedition foods just to, to be able to get through there as quickly as possible <laughs> with the out. reduced risk of getting illness because that's yeah. another big risk with this is, is illness on the way. Um, and, and food is, is one way that you can get sick. So through South Sudan, really want to try and avoid yeah. any, any kind of illnesses. How many people are going with you? All up? At any one time, how, how big's the... The, the most would be, will probably be um, five of us at any one time. Um, but it will vary. And there will also be, so I'll have an assistance company that I'm working with as well, like, you know, people to check in with yeah. each day um, and who will, if there's an, is, an issue to, you know, to, to get the cavalry coming in and, and, and getting medivacs if we need medivacs. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done on, you know, setting your, your operating procedures each day. You know, these are the check-ins. This is when we do it. This is how we do it. Um, you know, this is how we deal with an emergency. This is our escalation procedures every day knowing this is where we're going this is our exit points this is the nearest medical center all of that and that everyone you know buys into it yep this is what the plan is for the day and this is how we're going to execute it so you don't just chuck the kayak in and let's go (laughs) (laughs) none of that no so there's a lot of planning a lot of planning involved but i mean i love that i'm a project manager and i'm risk manager so it's kind of it's nice to use my my sort of work skills for a personal project. Yeah. Is there any way? Uh, lots of people who uh, contact us are trying to like bicycle ride from Alaska to Tierra del Fuego or ride a yeah. yak across Mongolia or something like that. Do you, is there some way that? I mean, is there a you know is there a Facebook is there a messenger book group of friends where you can we chat where you can reach out and where do you learn this stuff from? Do you have to start from it's, the beginning? Well, you know, as I've said before, it's like where's the wiki on this? There yeah. isn't one, and there really isn't. And it's just been you know when I came up with the idea, it's like okay, like no one's no one's done this, and I love traveling to Africa. It's hiking. It was just that ultimate light bulb moment. Right, this is what I want to do. So that was sort of the easy bit. The next bit was how. So I was looking at books that have been written. So there was a chap called Hendry um, Coetzee, and I don't know if I've said his surname right there, but he and... You're in a great company with pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> um, he and a group um, with Pete Meredith, they did a source to sea navigation, uh, so part rafting, um, part just by, by normal boat of the, of the Nile. So I read his book and then actually got to speak to Pete Meredith and he's been advising me on the trip. So he And as someone who's, who was based in Uganda, who's a rafting guide and and has worked with a lot of expeditions and some of the things that, you know, Red Bull go 
and do with the kayakers in places like the Congo. So he's been, he was a huge source of information. And that was my starting point to sort of go, well, how long would this take and yeah. what would it take? And sort of then gradually built the plans out and just did more research and went to Uganda on a bit of a recce to go and see, you know, do I really, really want to do this and what's involved? Um, and then, as I said, going to Sudan and it's just gradually working out, well, how do I get it approved and what rafts, what are the logistics? And it's just slowly, slowly, but a lot of research. So are you funding this yourself or are you sponsored? Um, part, part and part. So part self-funded and part sponsored. So I'm getting the sponsors on board at the moment. Yeah. Where can they contact you? If they, <laughs> they can contact me at info at paddlethenile.com or that's probably the easiest way is to drop okay. me drop me an email. Great. Let's see if we can get somebody out there. Yeah, that'll be great. What's the thing about the whole trip that scares you the most? What are you most worried about? Oh, look, there are there are so many things, honestly. You know, one, the rapids. And I think, you know, going on the Swift Water Rescue Technician course was great because I learned so much, but it also made me realise... I hadn't even thought about some of the risks there from obstructions in the river. So certainly you've got the big rapids to deal with. Um, and the, the fear there is, you, you know, you flip, you're in yeah. the water, you get stuck, you lose essential gear, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the crocs and the hippos, like there's pretty aggressive crocodiles and, and hippos through, through particularly where you've got the rapids. Um, and then sort of the crocodiles go a little bit further, further on up into South Sudan. So that's a little bit scary. Um, then I've got a massive phobia of snakes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrified. Champion, let's get to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, when I went to Uganda on the recce, we were out doing some kayaking and it was just in between the dams. So it was just a flat just to practice yeah. and get into it. And um, and the, the the guy was taking me out. He said, oh, look over there. And I said, what's that? Because I just see something moving in the water. He's like, it's a snake. And he starts paddling towards it. And I'm like, mate, what are you no. doing? <laughs> So it's all right. They'll they'll try and get in the kite, but they can't get up. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're going in the opposite direction. Thanks very much. I hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them, and and there's a probably a good chance that we'll we'll see some there. Maybe it's just that you know you've got to yep. throw yourself into your fears to over overcome them. But then there's also the weather. You know, it can get very hot, um, potentially hostile situations. So there's yeah, there's what did they what did they say you do about the crocs? Aggressive crocodiles. What do you do? Um, hit them. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, they have been, yeah, well, that's happened. So, you know, when they've been charged in a raft before and, and literally just someone's taken a swing at this, this almighty croc coming, coming at them. Is that fair? Because you're kind of in their territory. <laughs> it's totally fair. <laughs> what do you want about? What do you want me to do? Like sort I'm of gonna... throw myself into his jaws no, and go, oh, no, okay. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just, I'm being the responsible traveller here. I'm not not sort of tasering it. I'm just giving it a gentle, suggested no, go away. away. So when does this all begin? So it's going to be later on this year. So I'm just in the process at the moment of lining up the dates with with the the, uh, rafting guide who'll be leading the first section. Um, So that's going to be announced pretty soon, which will be really exciting to get that out there. And we're going to be able to follow your journey online somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on um, Instagram at Paddle the Nile is is Instagram on the website paddlethenile.com um, Facebook so there'll be content updates and then YouTube channels I'll be posting some videos as well as I go she's a woman on a mission Phil 
oh, get out of the way, Phil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I'll hit you over the head with my with, paddle. With the paddle. That's it. <laughs> and there's also going to be updates through World Nomads as well. Excellent. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming into the studio. No, thanks so much for having me. We wish Sarah all the best of luck. And as mentioned in the chat, there will be plenty of places and opportunities to check on how she's going. And we'll have links in our show notes, including that email, if you'd like to offer support as a sponsor. Yeah. You can find our bonus episodes alongside the World Nomads podcast on iTunes. And if you know of an amazing nomad we should be talking to, then please email us at podcast at worldnomads.com. Amazing nomads. Be inspired.